The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. So I remember, I'm not a big skier. I'm not a big skier. I always, uh, when I grew up, I, uh, I, always, I always promised myself I'll never go skiing. It's a suicidal uh, exercise, and that all changed when I got married. Because my wife comes from a very, a very, um, a very big skiing family. Everybody goes skiing all the time, and this is the mammoth, big beer. This, this is where she grew up. She grew up. Yeah, she traveled to big slopes all over the country. And um, okay, so my wife likes skiing. So I said to Bissedo, "So you go." But when we had kids, we had our boys. I said, "Ah, they're not going." And of course, like in uh, like in every argument or in every disagreement in a marriage. You know, in every, uh, in every marriage, someone is always right, and the other is the husband. So um, it turned out that my kids started skiing. They started skiing. It wasn't so bad. As a matter of fact, I started skiing myself too, and I realized, okay, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty okay. And you know, they have the bunny slopes, and they have the green slopes, and they have the other slopes, and I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to, to the safe slope, to the green slope, to the easiest slope. I graduated the bunny slope after a few times, and then I went to the green slope, and that's where I wanted to stay stuck. I'm not interested on the black diamonds. I'm not Zalo Zalo It's not for me. And that all changed very, very, very quickly when I was once on the chairlift. On the there was the lift that was taking me up to the mountain. I had one boy on one side, one of my sons on the other side of me. And I had my ski poles. I had my ski poles. They were rentals, obviously. I don't own them. And I had my ski poles. They were tied around my wrists. And uh, something very interesting happened. My phone rang. I had my phone in my pocket. My phone rings. You know, I was, I was high up on this, on, on, this, on this chairlift and all the slopes were zigzagging below us. You know, we're trying to get to the top and I only take the green mountain. My phone rings and I try to take up my phone from my pocket, but I had a very big glove on and it couldn't fit. My phone couldn't fit. My, my, my hand couldn't fit into my pocket, so I had to take off my glove. So I took off my glove and I, you know, I pick up the phone. I, you know, after two minutes, I put it back in my pocket and I hear somebody yelling. I turn around and there's this, this guy behind me on the, in the, on the lift, and he's waving his pole. It's like, pole, he's waving his pole, I'm trying to make up what he's saying, and suddenly I realized that he's telling me that I dropped my pole. One of my poles dropped, because when I took off my glove, the pole was tied around the glove to get my phone, and I didn't realize the pole dropped right underneath one of the slopes. Now, listen, I'm not such a great skier, even on a green slope, and I'm panicking. My kids are very, my kids are I have Baruch Hashem, I have a five-year-old, a seven-year-old, a nine-year-old, Baruch Hashem, they, they, no problem at all. Pizza and french fries and they're good to go. But, uh, you know, I was very concerned. And uh, when I get off the, the lift, I said, did you, do you, did you realize, do you know where it fell? He says, yeah, we, we think it fell on the blue dot, the, like it was a very difficult slope. You know, we think it fell on that slope. So uh, I had no choice. I told my sons, I said, you guys are good. Yeah, you guys are good on your own. He says, yeah, we're good. They're fine. They're good. He said, I had to go down a more difficult mountain. I had to go down a more difficult mountain. And I'll never forget the fear, the fear that I had. And I actually remember, you know, fear can be spelled, you know, forget everything and run. F-E-A-R, forget everything and run. Or, or face everything and rise. You know, that's, that's, the, that's always the option. The two options you're faced with when you're in fear. And I'm like, face everything and rise, face everything and rise, face everything and rise. And I'm repeating it to myself, I'm giving myself a pep talk. And uh, I started, you know, trying to walk down the mountain slowly, the mountain, not to get... And Baruch Hashem, after a good uh, half hour, you know, I was able to retrieve my pole. And 
I, uh, I skied down the blue slope and then I realized, hey, it's not so bad. I think I can do this. I think I can do this. I think I can do this. And it dawned on me that sometimes Hashem makes you drop a pole in your life and forces you and pushes you into another situation so you can grow. Because a lot of times we get stuck in our comfort zone. I want to be in the green slope. I want to be, I want to just want to be in the green slope. I don't want to go any, I don't want to graduate. I don't want to grow. Leave me alone. I'm okay. I have my shiu. I have my this. I don't No, God says, uh-uh. Something is going to happen. Something is going to happen. So something has got to change. Something has got to move for you to grow. So he makes a pole drop. You have no choice. But, yeah, actually you do have a choice because you could say forget everything and run or face everything and rise. So when we say Bezrat Hashem when that pole drops, you got to make sure to make the right decision to go down that mountain, that blue mountain. Right? So you have to initiate. You have to do. You have to start. You have to... You have, to, you, have to, you, have, you have to contribute. You can't wait for a miracle. No miracles in this world. You gotta work for it. And that's Bezrat Hashem. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.